You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in the Wondery Sunset Studios. I'm the youngest sister, and uh, even though it's my birthday, I'm still younger. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. Leanne keeps getting older, but so do we, Julie. I know. This is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas, and I am the oldest sister. And each year on Leanne's birthday, she loves to remind me of that. Yeah. Happy birthday, little sister. <laughs> Thank you, Jewel. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be at work on your birthday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we weren't a big birthday family. Don't no, you we think were that's not. fair to no, say? No. no. And, by, and you were number eight, Leanne. So by the time you came around, although I thought... We gave you some very nice little Winnie the Pooh birthday parties when you were younger, right? Julie, you were nice to me. Yeah. Julie and Liz, yeah, you were I nice to nice. me too. Yeah. And so, yes, I do have a few nice Winnie the Pooh birthday parties. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember the day you were actually born, Leanne, just FYI. Like we were, first thing in the morning, we were like playing in the cellar of our house. I don't know why. And I remember mom well, coming. Well, it was February in Connecticut. No, I know. Cold. So why would we be in the cellar? But we liked it down there. Right, Joel? Right. It was fun down there, Liz. There were lots of dangerous things. The oil yeah. burner was there. There was a safe, some giant food storage safe that surely some small child could have gotten stuck in, but we didn't. No. A lot of nails and paint. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. we often played down there. And mom came to the top of the stairs. It's like, okay, I'm going to the hospital now. I'm going to, you know, gonna, and we're like, okay, bye. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't even know mom was pregnant. Leanne. I don't think I did like, either. I like, why are you going to the hospital? (laughs) Those were the days. Those were the days. Right. Where I Uh just, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy to be here today. <laughs> Later on in the show, I'm going to name some of the celebrities also born on my birthday. So you're oh, gonna okay, this stay is exciting. Tuned. Yeah, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But really, uh, the centerpiece of the show today is more about Argentina. You guys are wrapping up your trip discussion of your trip to uh, mm-hmm. Patagonia, Argentina, Buenos Aires. And we're going to get that, right? Yeah. Right. I, I really feel like this is Satellite Sisters travel guide for Argentina. (laughs) Some helpful hints that you can use. Okay, fantastic. Entertaining sisters today. Of course, the Oscars are coming up. Right. We're not voting members of the Academy. Darn. But we do drive down Sunset Boulevard (laughs) in Los Angeles. So that makes us pretty much experts on on who's going to win. And we have some instincts we're going to share with you. If you're filling out those tougher categories for your Mm -hmm. office pool or a party, Mm -hmm. you know, your sound mixing and things like that that you really don't know about, that's what we're going to give you some insight on. Right, Liz? Just just how to win your, yeah, some of the shorts. I went to see the animated shorts. I have some thoughts on that. Yeah, but it's true. Like up and down Sunset Boulevard, you see who's really trying hard because they've all got the billboards. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. It is. It's kind of cool. Okay, but first, uh, just a reminder, our Madam Secretary recap is back. That's the Satellite Sisters Talk TV podcast. That's a separate feed. We we took a week off while you and Julie went on your spy mission. Yes. I mean, vacation to Ar- <laughs> uh-huh. Argentina. Uh, so we're back this week with our recap. Right, Julie? Right. And I think it's important for listeners to know you do not have to watch Madam Secretary, the CBS show. We watch it for you. You can just listen to our recaps. Right, Leanne? That's a good point. And this week, the big mystery, of course, is Eric Stoltz's hair. (laughs) What happened? What happened? Really? Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's an emergency. There's a that's That's the national. I don't know what my boyfriend's doing to his hair now, but <laughs> there's that. And then I wanted to remind people that I'm actually going to be appearing in an unlikely place. So I thought I would announce it. Sebastopol, California, which is up in Sonoma County in wine country. Mm-hmm. I uh, was I received a writing residency, which means I just get a place to write for a week. That's great. But I have to do that a little sing- singing for my supper there at the Horse and Plow Vineyards. And so I'm going to be appearing in their tasting room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they make oh. del- delicious wine. And also apple, you know, hard cider, which I like too. Uh, so that's going to be Sunday, March 10th at 1.30. I'll be doing a reading and signing. I have been told there will be wine there. 
that they are providing. So mm-hmm. come on down. Actually, there are a bunch of people that are that are coming uh, to the event. I'm very excited. That will be fun. Yeah. I well, think it sounds we'll... like a perfect Satellite Sisters event, Leanne. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jill. Yeah. I feel like we haven't really posted this on the Facebook page or on the blog, so maybe we should do that. We'll add that to this week's list. Sure. I think I did. Maybe when you were in Argentina, I did it. But oh, you might have. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. okay, Liz. Just right. check my work. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Check my work. Okay, I've it's coming back to me I've been doing this for 20 years, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Good idea. Um, but no, you're right. We should put some more information mm-hmm. in other places. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent idea. Uh, but Okay, so today's my birthday. Just yeah. want to tell you, this is an exciting list of celebrities who also have the same day as me. Okay. Now, I okay, looked I've at a pen cu- and paper out, couple of different lists, and I feel like on some of these lists, I could have rated, you know, because one of the celebrities they mention is Chris Richardson. Jewel, do you, do you know who he is? No, Leanne, yeah, I don't. See, that's the point, right? He was an American Idol finalist like 10 years ago. I oh. vaguely remember him, oh. but I feel like I'm podcaster slash American Idol finalist. I feel like that's an even trade. Yeah. That's yeah. that's certainly a D-list celebrity. Yeah. No doubt. And yeah. I, I feel yeah. like that should be on that list. Yeah. Man. I mean, I'm D-list. I don't know if I'm a celebrity, but yeah. And then how about L.A. Baby, who is an orangutan at the Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle? <laughs> Like, that's pretty You're great. You're at least as famous Leanne, as an orangutan. In general, I say do not compete against animals because, <laughs> you know, we always lose. You know, so I I wouldn't take that orangutan on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's one I'm happy to be associated with, Marta, the brilliant Brazilian Brazilian footballer. Oh, okay. Now, remember when we saw her play in Rio? Yes. And they yes, lost we did. that heartbreaking game. At and the they Olympics. Shouldn't have, but mm-hmm. we were about 20 feet from her. We were. I mean, she's an amazing She's an amazing athlete. If you if we know that, and then to see her in person. So Marta, happy birthday to you. Mm-hmm. You should have won that game. So you think you have a lot in common? With I have Marta? nothing in common with Marta. I'm just honored that we share the same birthday list. Yes. The same could be said of Haley Duff, as an American actress. I also just I enjoy Haley Duff. I've enjoyed her for a long time. I think she does fine job over there in that little show she's on, where she plays the the book editor. It's oh, a, that's what a is that? I don't even show. know that show. Oh, I gotta look it up. Okay. I should have written okay. it down. I watch it every week. It's yeah, it's a look it up, Liz. How about Millie Bobby Brown? You know you love her oh, from Stranger love her. Things. Yeah. yeah. She also shares my birthday. The great Smokey Robinson. Mm. Uh shares now my you're birthday. Talking. Yeah. 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 And then how about Amy Tan? I am oh, very good. happy to fellow share. novelist. Yes. But my top pick, and really someone who I think of as could be my friend if I ever met her, Justine Bateman. Happy, oh, yes. happy to share my birthday with oh. Justine Bateman. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot in well, common. Well, why don't you send her a birthday card, Leon, and see if you can't get together? You know what, Jill? I might as well, right? So, yeah. She- <laughs> might as okay, well. so Haley Duff yeah. is best known for her role as Sandy Jameson in the television series Seventh Heaven. Is that what you're thinking oh, of? Oh, I'm thinking of Hillary Duff, her sister. <laughs> I don't I don't really know who Haley Duff is. Okay. Oh, never mind. I like Hillary. Well, she's okay. been in a lot of stuff. She was in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. She was in Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She is the older sister of American singer and a- actress Hillary Duff. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, Haley. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the Duff sisters, Oops. actually. That's a big... See, right. but you know how it feels to be confused for your sister, right? Because that happens to us yeah. all the time. I know you've it's always true. been uh, sort of in our shadows, right, Liam? <laughs> no, I don't know. No, confused. Not in your shadow. Just simply people just call me by the wrong name. That's different. That's different. Anyway, happy birthday to me. Yes. <laughs> Happy and Justine birthday. Bateman. Yes. I gave you okay. your birthday gift last week. We had a little ceremony in the parking garage here, Jewel. So Because okay. we had already okay. done Leon's And I, I, went, I buzzed in early with a good present this year. That's not always the case. But this year, I don't know, for some reason I felt Leon rated a, a real bona fide present. Right? Yeah. I got mm. yeah, a card and a gift certificate. I have a gift Ooh. card. I have not got, done my shopping yet. But thank you. Thank you, Julie. Okay. All right. Legit. Well, you know, know, the big news last week, sisters, was that Amazon decided to cancel its planned headquarters in Queens, New York. So maybe that's bad news for New York. But here in Dallas, Texas, all of a sudden, people were very excited. The Dallas Morning News had an editorial about this because Dallas was one of the finalist cities, allegedly. I'll just say allegedly. We were initially rejected because of some lack of entrepreneurs. That's what they said. Which, yeah, you weren't cool uh, enough. I mean, yes. you weren't cool enough. That uh, that was it. Would, it was really code for 
Dallas is not cool enough for Amazon to headquarters. Mm-hmm. Well, this situation, but now all of a sudden, now that New York is out, everyone in Dallas is like, well, maybe Amazon is going to come back and maybe uh, Dallas will be, you know, the, uh, will be the selection this time. And mm-hmm. this situation reminds me so much of my sophomore year prom date. <laughs> now, uh, as you, let me explain. Now, Liz and I went to an all girls high school. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to go to the prom, you had to invite a boy uh, to, uh, to be your date. So sophomore year, I invited, I'll just call him cute, blonde, preppy boy. Uh, (laughs) And he agreed to come to the prom with me. Uh So, you know, I was excited. I was going to go with my friends. It was good. But then I received a letter. That's how how old I am. (laughs) But it was a letter from the cute, preppy boy saying, no, he's really not going to go to the prom with me. So, I know that was rough. I was rejected. I, you know, I was bummed. It was bad. And then somehow I think I responded with a letter and thought and told him I thought it was cowardly that at the last minute he was backing out. And so, indeed, I think I shamed him in to taking me to the prom. (laughs) So, so he did become my prom date that, Uh that year. And I want, I went to the prom. And I was miserable and he was miserable. And that nights in white satin prom Mm -hmm. was interminable. Mm -hmm. So Dallas, here's what I say to you, City, that that I've come to love. If Amazon comes back and says, hey, I'll go to the prom with you now, just say no. Okay. It's just, (laughs) we'll find another company to come here. Okay. I should have just tried to find another prom date or gone by myself to the prom. (laughs) But to take someone to the prom who doesn't really want to go to the prom with you, it's a bad situation. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I I just feel like Amazon didn't even try very hard in New York. I don't think they were ever going to build anything there. Really? I mean, they seem to just bail like, oh, okay, well, never mind. Yeah. I mean, the moment they got any pushback at all, it's like, oh, forget it. Yeah. Oh, too much trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. Right. It's exactly like cute, blonde, preppy. (laughs) It is, Julie. That is an excellent analogy. And thank you for telling us that painful story on the air. (laughs) Because, of course, we had no knowledge of any of that. No, well, you're so much older. With you you two. (laughs) Just you're so much older. Um, Okay. Uh, Moving on. I saw a story in Fast Company magazine that I wanted to share with you because it's pretty much, we have been saying this for so many years, okay, I'm glad that science can now prove this fact. And the fact is that women who have the support of other women get further and do better at work. Like, okay, no duh. I I know that we didn't exactly have the science to prove it, but isn't that exactly what the Satellite Sisterhood is all about? Not just about work, but we need to support each other. Right. So this is a study from by the University of uh, Notre Dame and Northwestern. It reveals that women who have a solid support group of other women are more likely to attain high-ranking leadership positions. And the way they did this is they looked at a link between the students' graduate school social networks and placement into leadership positions. So they followed all these grad students. And the really interesting part is that it's not the size of your social network that matters. With women, it's do you have a lot of women in your social network? You know, because the men... Okay, so first they found that more than 75% of high-ranking women had strong ties to a female-dominated inner circle. So it's sort of, despite what they say about if you want to become more powerful, well, the guys have all the power, so maybe you just need to, like, have all these, you know, male mentors in your life. Well, that's wrong. We know. It's really really the satellite sisterhood that's going to help you. And for men, if men had a large network, regardless of gender, they were more likely to earn a high-ranking position But when women had a social network that was like men's, you know, very mixed gender, uh, they actually were more likely to hold low-ranking positions. Really? Uh Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of shocker in all of this. So, And they also found that – here's why it works this way. Researchers found that when women have powerful male connections, which, of course, you do need, that may improve your access to information about job search and negotiation – 
but it's those female-dominated inner circles that really help us gain gender-specific information that can help us get ahead in a male-dominated job market. In other words, who's Uh going to help you figure out how to topple the patriarchy? Mm -hmm. It's not the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, and Liz, that's interesting because it's girlfriends with girlfriends. You know, there are women that have no girlfriends. Yes. And they... They apparently are not getting ahead, yeah. but it's the girlfriends with girlfriends. Yeah. I like that. So just keep it up, Satellite Sisterhood. <laughs> it's, it's working for us. Yeah. Slowly but surely, okay. we're getting ahead. All right, Liz, here's another way to just get ahead, or at least it's a way to relax. Oh. Just enjoy yourself. Now, I know you not a fan of the coloring book craze. <laughs> I think we both. <laughs> yeah, you missed out on that, right, Liz? I think we both. Well, we were quite outspoken when we were told that Coloring books were like the next thing we all needed to like just have more calm and joy in our lives. And we were skeptical. So you've got something better than a coloring better, book. Better. That's good. Move over coloring books was the headline in Pop Sugar. I, oh, I yes. enjoy that little website. Another scientific journal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, here's what's happening now. Here's how you're going to just help relieve stress and anxiety about adulthood, Liz, because I know you still yeah. have a lot of anxiety about adulthood. <laughs> how about puzzles? Puzzles. How about jigsaw puzzles? Pop Sugar predicting jigsaw puzzles are the new coloring books. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy puzzles, Liz? Well, you know, I have noticed, I would say in the last year or two, yes. there are just a lot more puzzles around. Yes, Liz. And people are enjoying the puzzling. Yes. Yeah. yes. I like puzzles. Julie, you're... Are I do. You, I, I, you need a space d- devoted for the, uh, for the puzzle. That's right. the only thing. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's hard to put out and take away. It's not very portable. But if you have a spot that you can work on a puzzle, I love to do that. Right. So there you go. Move over coloring books. I think we can embrace this. Yeah. I think it's good. And it's a good gift item. Look, if you're looking for your friends, get a puzzle now. Yeah. You'll be on the cutting edge. Okay. I see it as an alternative to like card playing, which is also fun. Yes. It's what you want to sit around with your friends. So you just want an excuse to sit around with your friends and family. So you can play cards or you can puzzle. We played some really excellent games over Christmas in band. Some crazy funny games. We did. We had a lot of fun playing games. So Uh and it And you can do a puzzle by yourself. You don't even need other People. Okay, that sounds sort of a depressing. Sad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think puzzle is social lubricant. I get puzzle is just I'm going to sit around and do a puzzle all by myself. I like it. I'm yeah. not there yet, Julie. It's no. relaxing. No. <laughs> okay. Ch- ch- it's ch- challenging but calming. That's what Pop Sugar said. So look for it. Puzzles, they're mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Tell your friends. All right, we are going to come back. When we come back, we're going to hear all about Argentina. Yeah. You're going to do the Satellite Sisters Guide to Going to Argentina. Yes, part two of our big travel report, I think Leanne. that sounds fantastic. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's true. 
That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. You know, we also want to thank all of you in the Satellite Sisterhood who are rating and reviewing our podcast. It's super helpful to us. You know, if you're on Apple Podcasts and you go in, give us the five-star rating, say a few words about why you like our show. It helps us find new listeners, but it's not just Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, NPR One, CastBox, wherever you listen, it's really good for you to, you know, just recommend us there. We are very grateful to that, for, for, to you for that. And also just maybe a s- sort of low-tech way to spread the word to your friends is to just tell your friends we are your favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to be online to do that. I was at a party the other night where I was like, okay, everyone, take out your phones. And I actually, okay, I'm going to show you how to subscribe because they were like, well, really? I don't know. When. I'm like, okay, it's so easy to do. So we're recommending you do that. Seize your friend's phones just and, and get us on their subscription list. So my, my friend Susan told me yesterday that her mission is to get 100 new listeners total to Satellite Sisters. Wow. To tell 100 That's... people. She thinks she's at about 65 <laughs> now. I was walking with her around the Rose Bowl yesterday and we stopped with some, we saw some friends. So we stopped. Uh-huh. And right there, She's like, do you listen to Leanne's podcast? Here you go. Like, I, I watched it happen. Wow. She said, oh, I was at a business lunch the other day. I told five women. I made them take out their phones. So, wow. well done, Susan. Well also, done, Susan. Thank you, you should Ryan. All, you are let, a role model. She is, she's yes. a pod evangelist. <laughs> Let Susan be your role model. Okay. <laughs> thank you for doing that. It really, it really helps us a lot. So now, Julie, more on Argentina. Last week, we gave you uh, the focused report on just the hiking in Patagonia part of our trip. But I want to go on record as just encouraging visits to Latin America in general. I've worked a lot in Latin America. I love Argentina. I love Brazil. There are other countries. I would like to go to Colombia. People say that's an amazing place to visit. So, you know, I feel like everyone we know, you think about going to Europe if you're going on a big trip. But Latin America is fantastic and very time zone friendly, right? So right. Uh, so we really, really enjoyed this trip to Argentina. So, Julie, you can just chime in on some of right. the... Right. Well, I, I wanted to share with everyone what I consider our Satellite Sisters travel guide to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Put it on your list, as Liz said. I think everyone in North America should learn a lot more about what's happening in South America. Okay. I don't know much. And I was so happy to go. As Liz said, first of all, the travel is easy. It's north-south travel. Mm -hmm. So you have less jet lag. I mean, I know people are always flying to Europe and then they have the jet lag and they have to get over it. When you fly to South America, you don't really have that that much, you know, maybe two hours, three hours time zone uh, difference. And so guess what? You can be on your vacation right away. You're not dragging around that first day. Second of all, air travel is easy. Uh, we flew American to uh, Buenos Aires, but I, we also know that Delta flies there, and I'm sure maybe some other American carriers do as well. The international airport in Buenos Aires is excellent. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by excellent is it's new, it's modern, it's easy to use. The signage is both in Spanish and English. Uh, it's well organized. It, it's up to international standards. I mean, you travel to some countries and the airports are so chaotic, it really sort of makes you worry about what your trip's going to be like. So that like part LaGuardia. Like yeah. <laughs> LaGuardia, exactly. Exactly. The Getty of the New York City yeah. airports. What's going on in this country? <laughs> okay. yeah. Exactly. We also had an opportunity to go to their uh, uh, municipal airport because we flew from Buenos Aires south to the town of El Calafate. And the municipal airport much better than LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. It was new, modern. Again, uh, this, uh, the signage was in Spanish and English. The announcements were in Spanish and English. Uh, you know, the whole thing was good. Yep. No, how about no visa? You yeah, know, that's I easy. Still, 
Oh. Yeah, that makes that easy. So so you can think about taking a trip there. You don't have to worry about getting some special visa to go there. Now, I will say in terms of ground transportation, we traveled mostly by cabs. Mm-hmm. And the cab situation in uh, in Buenos Aires, I would describe as sketchy. <laughs> and here's here's what I mean. There were plenty of cabs. You could see them all over the place, but we were advised both in all the travel guides that we read, Liz, isn't Mm -hmm. this correct? And also by the hotel that we were staying, that we really should use a radio cab, which is the hotel. It's a certain classification of cabs. The hotel or a restaurant can call them for you. But the idea of just stepping out in the street and popping into a cab, I guess, is not advised. Yeah, my local friends advised against that, too. So we took the radio cabs everywhere. Okay. Right. So that is good. We did have one cab driver when we were in the south in El Calafate. He was working the airport, Leon. He picked us up at the airport, was taking us to our hotel in El Calafate. And this apparently, he just... That was his job. So he, his, I think his goal was to try to pick up as many passengers from the same plane as possible and deliver them to hotels in the town. So we were going about 160 kilometers <laughs> in an 80-kilometer uh, zone. It, it was We terrifying. were going so fast, Leanne. <laughs> he was just trying to get us to that hotel and get back. Julie's uh, husband was in the front seat, like in the passenger seat, yeah. when we got out. Even Julie's husband was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Wow. I mean, but that is a safety consideration, like when yeah. you're traveling. You yes. don't always want to be safe. <laughs> that was one where I would just describe as sketchy. Can I say that the roads all over Argentina were excellent? And I only mention that because I'm talking to you, Uzbekistan when you travel to other remote countries, sometimes the roads can be terrible and that there can be safety issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we were in the South, which is very remote, it's a long way from anywhere, the roads were excellent. I felt the same in Buenos Aires. There was some construction, but they they were moving along. How about money, Liz? I think there's some good news, bad news, bad mm-hmm. news, good news in terms of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the peso, they, the Argentine peso is obviously accepted. Uh, in many places, they'll take American dollars uh, as long as they are clean, crisp dollars. Oh. Don't be bringing any of your ratty old $20 bills yeah. that are ripped or have markings on them. But if they're good-looking bills... Uh, in many cases, you can use those. You may get your the change back in pesos, but that that's a big that's pretty nice as mm-hmm. a traveler that you can use both American dollars and pesos. So. It's a little unpredictable, though. You never know. So you obviously you have to have the local currency on you at all times. But right. it was convenient in some cases to be able to just pay in dollars. Right. Uh, ATMs, we had received that information ahead of time from our satellite sister travelers that some of the ATMs are out of money, some of it, and we found that to be true. We also were advised in certain areas that, you know, to use, you know, more some of the, I don't know, different, certain banks. ATMs were better. Mm -hmm. Some others may have had skimmers on them in the past. So we were told to stay away from certain banks if we were going to use the ATMs. But we didn't have any trouble with that. No, we did not. So I, you know, so I would say in general, that's pretty good. So those are main things. Uh, English, there is there. I mean, I feel terrible. I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I tried to uh, to say at least some basic things in mm-hmm. Spanish. Uh, but it, wherever we went uh, in Buenos Aires, it was pretty easy to communicate. And many people spoke English. Didn't you th- yeah, feel that? Yeah. 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 I mean, everywhere around the country, we could always make ourselves understood. But you do feel like an idiot when you don't speak the local language because you just you know you want to be fully part of the culture and you can't be unless you have a little bit of a command of the language so whatever Spanish. So for yeah, that, that should be on the list. For me, the top three things about Buenos Aires is I love the architecture, Leon. I mean, this is where you can really see the influences of the Spanish, the French, the Italian. Um, different neighborhoods had different feels. There's high end. There were Soho. It reminds me the most of the, of the American city of New Orleans in that there are wonderful neighborhoods, you know, old buildings 
things, some of them a little rundown, some of them beautiful, uh, but in all very, very colorful. I don't know. What did you think, Liz? Yeah, you know, me too. I'd been there many times, so I'd seen a lot of different parts of the city. But our friend Judy, my college friend who was traveling with us, she described Buenos Aires as very eclectic, where there's something for everyone. There are artsy neighborhoods and there are tango bars, but then there are sort of the rougher neighborhoods, like where the big soccer stadium is, is kind of a rough neighborhood. But then there's a beautiful waterfront development where they're very proud to tell you, oh, Messi lives here. Oh, you wow. know, so, yeah. you know, so it's there's a little bit of everything in Argentina, in, in Buenos Aires. I, I really, really like the city. And you're right. It has a certain New Orleans vibe because it has yeah. it's slightly falling apart. Yeah, you know, right. Just it, a it little bit, that, just a touch of that. It's a port city like New Orleans, so you have that. And it's in some ways, it's many of the same immigrant groups, the Spanish, the French, the Italians. Um, they're all there. Um, Leon, when you talk about food, for me, top three food items, the steak is delicious there. It's all yes. grass-fed. Okay? <laughs> I know. I mean, I I think I had steak every single night. <laughs> I, know, I rarely eat steak, but it was delicious. Mm-hmm. That, so that was number one. Number two, chimichurri sauce, uh, Lynn. Yeah, okay? I love it. They serve it everywhere. And you know what I found on my vacation? You can put it on anything. Yes. <laughs> well, let's say you're not a meat eater. Eater, I think it would be delicious on tofu. Yeah. I think it would be delicious. <laughs> it's delicious on grilled vegetables. It's delicious on everything. Yeah. Bread, you know? right. Mm. Eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. That, that, and then my third item is empanadas. Mm-hmm. I... I think I had only had like bad empanadas or fried empanadas, but a fresh baked empanada filled with whatever you want. That was the most delicious thing I had ever had. Yeah. Those those things. And ev- they sell them everywhere. They're, you know, everybody's got th- their window displays filled with fresh baked empanadas that are filled with meat, with vegetables, with cheese. I'm sure they've got chimichurri sauce in there. It's all <laughs> delicious to me. Yes. And when they're super hot and super fresh, they are fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, we, an we, empanada, if you know, is like a little hand pie. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's a little hand. Yeah. 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 And just the crust. You know, the whole thing and they're all everywhere you go it's slightly different like that you would as you would imagine with the pie everybody's got their own recipe for the crust and the fillings they, I, I didn't find I didn't have a bad empanada <laughs> and I tried every day I uh, <laughs> those um, are three you, good food categories yeah, yeah I you can live on those yeah. you don't need anything else right that was it. Now, now, Leon, we did try to, when we were in Buenos Aires, you know, walk around. We tried to, to go to a, a street market. We were a little late for that, um, it, but we were in this uh, really fun neighborhood, San Telmo. And as we were heading to dinner, we, we happened to pass by the San Pedro Gonzalez Church, and we noticed that they were having mass, Leon. So we, we went in. We were like, we're here. Mm. We're in Buenos Aires. It's Sunday night. They're having mass. Let's go in. And we arrived a little late. It was at communion time. So the line for communion had formed in this beautiful old cathedral that had both Italian and French influences. And so uh, I just jumped into line. My husband was behind me. Uh, Judy was behind my husband. Uh, Liz was in the back. I stayed in the back of the church. I was just observing all of the scene. Yeah. And so we're we're heading down the communion line and, uh, you know, it's all going well. Judy is an Episcopalian, so she was getting some notes from my husband as to exactly what to do with her hands uh, to, uh, to receive communion. She just wanted to make sure she was being, you know, appropriate Respectful. when she went up. So, Leanne, don't you know, we got halfway up, maybe two-thirds of the way up the communion close to the altar, and I look up, and I can see they are not distributing communion, okay? I'm it's like, oh, something else. Oh, my gosh, Leanne. I'm like, this is terrible. We don't know what they're doing. This is probably, I don't even know is what this empanadas? is. empanadas? <laughs> and here are the stupid Americans in the communion line. But I see what they have, Leanne, are two candles. And they're crossed. They, they have the candles crossed. The priest is has crossed candles. And he is placing them on each person's throat. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking back to Catholic childhood way back. I am going way back for this. It's like, what is this ceremony? This what is would this? not have rung a bell for me at all. And Leanne, I can tell from the look on your face, 
you neither. No. 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 Okay. But Julie figured it is. out. It's the blessing of the throats. Okay. They okay, did well, this I a long figure. time. I mean, we <laughs> went to this. Mom used to always make us go to this because we always had strep throat. And I think she felt like this was going to help us out. But there it was. It just popped into my head like, oh, this is the blessing of the throats. So I call an audible, Leanne, in the communion line. I'm passing it back to Tram and to Judy. It's like, no communion. It's blessing of the throats. Just stick your throat out, close your eyes and say amen. That's it. And move on. Yeah, so Julie, that's, what that's they good. Same place, right? Isn't that? It's yes, like same place. That's exactly day. what it is. Thank Lynn. you, Liz. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're the heathen, Liz. Yeah, you're I know. I've yes. None of it rang a bell. <laughs> none of it rang a bell to me at all. But they were so relieved when they came back. Ooh. Like, okay, we figured this out. Oh, okay. so you did it? Yeah, you, you got. We the, did, Leanne. We were in line. Okay, so we managed. We we pulled it off, Leanne. But it was. I had to make that audible call there. You know, just. <laughs> Put your hands down and stick your throat out, okay? So we were strolling through Santamo on the Sunday night because we were on our way to meet our satellite sister, Chris, at her restaurant, Don Ernesto's. So we explained last week how this all came together. I'm just going to tell that little story again. When we announced on the show, like in January, that we were going to Buenos Aires, we got an email from Chris saying, I'm a listener. You know, I know this is crazy, but I live in in Buenos Aires. My husband and I run a restaurant. If there's any chance while you're here that you could stop by, just I would love to be able to meet you, host you, whatever. So we thought, okay, well, that's like we'll see if we can work that out. Free stay. Yes. (laughs) That's what you thought. Chimichurri for all. There's a lot of chimichurri sauce. So I emailed back, said, yeah, we don't exactly know what our schedule is, but like, let's exchange some information. I'll let you know if we can make it. So then she emailed back again and said, by the way, we have something on the menu that's called the Jim Dolan special. Jim Dolan, by the way, is our father's name and our brother's name. Uh, The Jim Dolan special, because this restaurant, they host a lot of flight crews who are flying to Buenos Aires on... American and on all of the other airlines that go there. So he was an American Airlines pilot that came through town a lot and would always come to the restaurant and would always order the same thing. So they just call it the Jim Dolan special. Oh, that's unbelievable. And Chris, Isn't that amazing? Chris and Jim Dolan became such close friends like over the years. It's a real neighborhood restaurant, this place. It's the kind of place where they would get to know you if you were there frequently that I believe isn't He's the godfather now for Chris's yes. daughter. Oh, my god! It gosh. was really a very sweet story. So anyway, so so we went. We met up with her. She was, like, standing in the door to the restaurant when we, when we walked up. I know. And she was so excited. And so were we because it's so great when you're in a place like that to be able to sit down and talk to someone really local. Right, Jewel? That's what made it yes. so great. I mean, that it was it was the most memorable night because we met someone who— who grew up in Buenos Aires, and just her insights were amazing. Yeah, like my friend Judy said, she felt like dinner with Chris was a real highlight of the whole trip because we got a sense of the local life. Not only was she running a restaurant, but that night she was also getting sushi to take home for her daughter. (laughs) And she was just so warm and fun and interesting, and she told us all about her life, born and raised in Buenos Aires, um, became an English teacher at a certain point when she was still like 18 or 19, right? And then she was, she was just almost like a, you know, she does, this was just such a talent of hers to speak English that she, at a very young age, she became an English teacher. Huh. So then she moved to Spain for a while and then she moved to the United States for a while. She lived in Ohio for a while and now she came back to Buenos Aires. She told us all about how she fell in love with her husband, Juan, who like also ran the restaurant. We got a chance to meet him. And then she was just telling us about her career and her life. And, you know, the economy in uh, in Argentina has always been very up and down, but especially lately, they are in a real crisis there. And it's yeah. something that people kept referring to, but they had a real downturn last year. Currency was devalued. The economy in general is in very bad shape. So she teaches English to business people. And so she said her clients go up and down based on like what businesses are going up and down. Hmm. So she's really had to like 
scramble to, you know, make her business thrive. It sounds like it is. And it was just really fascinating to hear her perspective on all of that, wasn't it, Joel? Right. As a small business owner of this restaurant, she was saying they have 65 different taxes on on, you know, the things that go on in the restaurant. And she struggles at this point to make sure that her employees, all the waiters, the cooks, you know, that she can keep them employed. And she said it was, you know, it is a tradition in Buenos Aires to go out to dinner. A lot of people do it all the time. But since the downturn where people might eat out like five nights a week, now, you know, she finds people are coming you know, maybe two or three times a month. So it has it has really impacted her her life and her job. But she was very still, I mean, I think they were very committed to their restaurant and committed to Buenos Aires and and really hoping for a better future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was just like, super enthusiastic and fun. You know how she started listening to us? This is interesting. She actually started listening to my other, other podcast, The Workplace Advice Show, was originally titled I Hate My Boss. And she said she started listening to that because she teaches business English. And she felt by listening to a podcast where it was like Americans talking the way they really talk in a workplace, it was actually helpful for her to learn that and hear that. And she would share that with her students. So that show was called I Hate My Boss. That's now called Safe for Work. And because I identify myself at the end of that show as a satellite sister, one day she's like, well, what is a satellite sister anyway? So she Googles that. She finds this podcast. Oh, wow. And now she's a satellite sister. Oh, Chris. So it was Fantastic. just, <laughs> thank you so much, Chris. That was really, really a special evening for all yeah. of us. And as Julie said, delicious food. You know, you got yes. your steak. You got your chimichurri. <laughs> Great steak, <laughs> bottled Malbec wine. We had grilled vegetables, potatoes, and and way too many desserts. Yes. It was all delicious. <laughs> was it dessert empanadas? Is that what happens? <laughs> sure. We would have taken anything she was serving because oh, it was yeah. also and delicious. Then, you know, the chorizo sausage, Leon. Oh, oh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, right. <laughs> so we'll do a whole post about this, but if you're going to Buenos Aires, go to Don Ernesto's. We should have some kind of secret satellite sisters handshake or something. This but is promo code sisters, Liz. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris, for hosting us and sharing your whole life and your family with us. It was a very, very special night. All right. Fantastic segment, you guys. A lot of practical information, but also exciting information. Yeah. Good. Well, it just sounds like a very, very special trip. So thank you for doing that and for sharing it all with us. Just a reminder, you can see photos at uh, on Instagram. Instagram. The hashtag is uh, hashtag Sat Sisters Travel. Mm-hmm. If you want to see a whole, yeah, a whole bunch and be of sure photos. you're following at Sat Sisters yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, because we post all kinds of stuff there. Yeah, and your own travels, we would love to see those. Use the hashtag Sat Sisters Travel. But fa- fantastic! So that wraps uh, the yeah, wraps. Patagonia Argentina portion of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad. It's over, Liz. I oh know. well. Well, we're just going to keep talking about it no matter what because it was so special. I mean, my friend Judy said it was the best trip she's ever taken in her life. And, you know, she's been a lot of places. We've all been a lot of places. It was just a super special uh, Mm -hmm. trip all the way around. So, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina. Put Argentina on your list. (laughs) Put it on your list, people. (laughs) Thank you for sharing it. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. Yeah, (laughs) either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. 
So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right. Um... Here we are. It's time for Entertaining Sisters, where we give you our entertainment recommendations. I want to recommend a new podcast. My co-host on Safe for Work, Rico Galliano. So you guys have listened. You know how fun Rico is. Yes. Super He's fun. delightful. Mm-hmm. He has a brand new podcast, Julie, that debuts today. It's called One Plus One. And it's all about creative partnerships that have really worked through time. So the first series is about Lennon McCartney. Who doesn't want to know more about John Lennon and Paul McCartney and how they came together and what their collaboration was like? But they're going to get to like Beyonce, Jay-Z and like other really great ones. Sergey Brin and Larry Page, you know, Uh the the Google guys. So um, perhaps the Satellite Sisters. I think it's only a matter of time. (laughs) (laughs) Only a matter of time. The uh, so Rico is one of the hosts. The other host is Faith Saley, who you know we've had on our show before. She's on CBS Sunday Morning and she's on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. So um, anyway, maybe we'll ultimately get to the story of my partnership with Rico too, because we're already fighting about like who is John and who. Who is Paul? Because as it becomes clear in One Plus One over the course, it's like six episodes about Lennon McCartney. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that John becomes the big ideas guy and Paul becomes the details guy, like over the course of their partnership. So who's who in any partnership? You kind of want to know. Anyway, I recommend it. One Plus One. It'll be any place you listen to this podcast, you'll be able to subscribe to that. Give it a go. Good. Sounds good. I love shows like that. Um, it is Oscar weekend this weekend. Liz, you can feel the excitement here in L.A. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Can you feel it, Julie, in Dallas? Probably not. <laughs> no, not one bit. But uh, what I like is okay. it's an excuse for the local news just to do all, like, celebrity and Hollywood coverage for yeah. a week. <laughs> like, we see every minute of that red carpet being laid down. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole half-hour broadcast. Yeah. It that's exciting. That's very exciting. The testing yeah. of the hors d'oeuvres, that's always a special. Yeah. Oh, what cake is Wolfgang Puck going to make this week? This year, it's fantastic. But we thought we'd just do a few Oscar picks if you're picking out your pool and you're going deep on some categories. Liz and I just have a tiny bit of insight. Yeah. Now, here's my tiny bit of insight. We drive down Sunset Boulevard, which is a big drag through Hollywood here, the very famous Sunset Boulevard with all the fancy hotels and the Viper Room and the Comedy Store, and it's filled with billboard after billboard after billboard. And sometimes the entire sides of buildings are wrapped with to promote movies and TV shows mm-hmm. and bands. Last week, I was driving down Sunset, and there was a Rami Malek bus and just parked <laughs> in a in a parking lot. They like, just go crazy here for your consideration. So you get a sense of what movies uh, and what actors are really the someone spending some bucks on them. Uh huh. Okay, first of all, the most billboards on Sunset Boulevard are for cannabis, which is not a film or related to Oscars. It's not in the running at all. I can't believe there are that many cannabis companies, but there are. Boy, Uh it can come to your house. The women are wearing bikinis. So great. That's great. So that's apropos of nothing. Secondly... The company Netflix also seems to own a lot of billboards. Mm-hmm. That must be a subdivision of Netflix. <laughs> Very clever Netflix. So Roma, far and away. Most Everywhere. billboards for Roma. Okay. Yeah. Everywhere, all uh, over. I'm, I'm excited about that. That's a good sign. It that is, was a great movie. It is a good it's sign. only a sign that they have a lot more money to yes. spend than everyone else. But okay. <laughs> okay. I also enjoyed that movie. I'm but... going with Leon's analysis. I think this is original Oscar analysis. <laughs> yeah. Carry on, yeah. sister. I, I do believe it gets into your head if you're a voting member and every single day you have to drive down Sunset. Yeah. You would, it, all of a sudden, you would really think, that's the best movie. I, that's what they tell me. I mean, as opposed to the favorite that just got a couple of bus shelters. Uh-huh. You know, there's a difference. <laughs> You're like, well, maybe it's not the best movie because it's just on the bus shelters. 
Now, if you saw and loved A Star is Born as much as I did and feel like it should yeah. win every award, because let's face it, it was enjoyable and it's a movie you would watch again. Yes. As opposed to many of the other films, movies you watch once and you're like, please don't ever make me think about that again. Uh, uh, I am, I'm happy to tell you that that alley billboard from the film still actually exists on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So remember oh, the scene? Fine. She's yes. at the Chateau Marmont. She looks out. She sees her billboard. Yes. The, it, the same billboard is there. Mm-hmm. So. Kudos for that. You know, they're doing their work. But again, Roma owns the billboard. The saturation strategy by Roma might pay off. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Liz, you you have an insight into the Oscar-nominated shorts. Yeah, the shorts. You know, I've recommended in the past going to see the shorts. A lot of independent movie theaters now play the shorts. And I noticed in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group yesterday that Sarah Lynn posted about this. She said, several years ago, Liz inspired my teen daughter and I to see the Oscar-nominated shorts. And she tells the story about how they didn't really like them. It was a year of sort of dark stories. And it is true because you have shorts nominated, you have animated shorts, you have documentary shorts, and you have live action shorts. So this year, Sarah Lynn, I kind of looked over the other two categories of shorts, both the docs and the live action. I thought, hmm, those look like a downer. So that's why I went to the animated shorts. Okay, good. And the number one animated short by far, so do not even think about any other box on your Oscar party ballot, is the short Bow by Domi Shi. So Domi is a, um, she's the director. This is just so adorable in every way. It comes from Pixar. So this film went out, this short went out with Incredibles 2. Oh, okay. So maybe a bunch of you have seen it if you went to see Incredibles 2. But it is, well, it, okay, it will, it will just make you cry. It is a story of a mother's love. And the, but Domi had been working on, she's a Chinese Canadian and she just really wanted to explore like why she was being smothered by her parents her whole life, but do do it in a delightful, charming way. So she said, growing up, I was that little overprotected dumpling for my Chinese mom. So the main character in this movie, Bao, is a dumpling. Oh, okay. and, And it also means a treasure. Right. And so it's really about how much the mother loves this little dumpling. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, except it could not be more beautiful. And I just want to support her as a director because she is the first woman ever to direct a Pixar short. So good reason to support that. And that she joined Pixar originally as a story intern in 2011. Then she got hired as a story artist on Inside Out. Did you ever see that? People loved that. I love that movie. Um, Yeah, it's great. And she worked on Bao for almost two years before she kind of pitched it as like, here's what I want to do. So anyway, if you get a chance to see it, it's probably running still in some theaters with the other shorts, but I bet you can find it online. And I just think I think everyone will really love it. <laughs> it's really adorable. Okay, good recommendation. Yeah. All right. In, in other obscure categories, your sound editing and your sound mixing, you know, that's usually a toss-up. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I have to go with Roma all the way. Yes. That is a movie yes. that does not even have a soundtrack, but you have incredible... But you feel you don't even notice it doesn't have a soundtrack till someone tells you at the end of the movie it doesn't have a soundtrack because the quality of the sound is so evocative mm-hmm. and what they do with it, it becomes its own soundtrack. So it, like it elevates sound uh, mixing and sound editing to a whole nother level. So that is going to be my recommendation. OK. All right. That. Okay. That's that's a solid vote, Liam. Also, one more note for me. The Writers Guild Awards were this weekend. Best Adapted Screenplay went to our girl, Nicole Holoff Center. Oh, love her. we love here at Satellite Sisters. Uh We love her movies for Can You Ever Forgive Me? She's the co-writer. She won the WGA Award for that. I'm so happy. I highly, highly, highly recommend that movie. I don't know if it's going to win anything else, but that's a movie worth seeing. But that's usually a good tip-off. So Mm -hmm. that's a good, that's a screenplay nomination for you. All right. Adapted screenplay. All right, Liz, what else you got? And then, Julie, you and I were texting back and forth last night about the documentary that Uh is most likely to win. It comes from National Geographic, so I've talked about it before. The documentary about climber Alex Hanold is called Free Solo. So you and your husband went to see it? We went. No, we watched it on Netflix, uh, Liz, and it's excellent. I was afraid I was going to, you know, I was, I thought 
maybe it was going to have too many scenes of someone falling off the rock, you know, the cliffs, but Mm -hmm. it's not. It is so involving. You're involved in his life, his climb, his girlfriend, his van, the crew that's filming it. And uh, my husband watched it and he said that it has convinced him that he can never be a free climber because he does not have a big toe as large as Alex's big toe. The, the, the secret to this guy's success, Leon, is his ability to take this giant big toe of his and like balance on a cliff with it, just just on his toe. It's so, amazing. So if you're not born with the right toes, you're out? If you're not born with the right toes. It's like swimmers. They need big feet. Right. If you want to be a, fr- a free climber, you, you need to have a giant big toe. Okay. okay. Does he have bunions? <laughs> No, he doesn't have bunions. He okay, just has a I'm regular out. toe. I'm out. No, I'm out too. Alex has just his lo- big toe is much bigger than the rest of his other toes. Okay. And That's... you see this in the documentary, and you see that it's key to his ability. So you think this is going to win over the R? Oh, yes. RBG. I hope so. Yeah. Well, it won the BAFTA. So oh, Free okay. Solo won in London last okay. week. So I'm not saying, I mean, RBG, that was an awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome documentary. Oh, so yeah. I don't know, but it's just, it has been insanely successful. So you never know. Um, okay, so Any I'm other cur- categories? No, those Anything are the top else? categories that we wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Kathy Douglas. I noticed she posted her picks, oh, her good. Oscar picks in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Feel free to just add to that thread. Kathy, I am totally with you. For me... Black Klansman was the most interesting movie of the year, and I hope that wins, and I hope Spike Lee wins for Best Director. That is that is a fascinating, yeah, that's a very original, yeah. super thoughtful movie. So, I believe that's surging here, you do. too. So, I mean, you that your billboard count? Yeah, the billboard count, well, he was also on the bus shelters, Black Klansman, but also you could kind of tell from the L.A. Times coverage, you know, uh-huh. like they... I think that I think that is surging it. I I do think that will win that movie. I mean, yeah. it's just a fascinating true story made into a fascinating movie that could not be more timely. So, what else do you want, Academy? I don't know. I don't know what else you want. All right, we do have to wrap. Do you yeah. have something else? I I can cover it next week. I have my new fitness goals. I just okay, you know good. I want to share a little Operation Sea Turtle okay, observation. Okay, can you do it quickly or is it? Um, Okay, I'll just say this. I'll, no, I'll, I'll go t- for it. No, I'll just talk about part of it. So I, we came back from our hiking trip, and I like to have a goal that I'm working towards. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, what what can I put on my calendar next? Like, what am I going to do? I don't necessarily need an adventure because I'm a little tired, but something that will keep me <laughs> keep me on the straight and narrow. So I picked one. Memorial Day weekend. I have a college reunion. Oh, so yeah. That's okay. what, so okay. that is what's going to get me from here, mid-Feb, to then end of May, on the straight and narrow. There's nothing like a college reunion yeah. to really focus that your mind. That's, that's a real target, Liz. On yeah. health and fitness. Exactly. So that's, that's what I'm working on now. And my college roommate, uh, Adrian, is like on the organizing committee. So there's no chance I'm not going. And then she ran into, okay, we were born and raised in Connecticut. If you listen to the show, you may know that. My college roommate was born and raised in Pasadena. So last weekend, I was seeing her. She happened to be down in Pasadena seeing her family. And she she ran into you at yoga. Yes. Leon. And how long has it been since you have seen my college roommate, Adrian? I'm going to say 40 years. 40 years, because that's, that's when I got out of college. Yes, 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. I was just sitting after class, sitting at a yoga class I never go to because I dropped off the car. I had to kill an hour and a half. So I was like, oh, I'll go to that class. And she came right over to me and she said, Leon, it's Adrian. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> I haven't seen you since junior high. I know. When I was in junior high. It's so, so it was funny. very nice to, to see her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she said good. Leon was so, so so shocked that I recognized her. But she's like, I've been following you guys. I listen to the show. And I know from <laughs> listening to the show that she does yoga and has been doing yoga for 30 years. So I knew it was Leon the moment I walked into that yoga studio. Uh-huh. I sort of like reached out and like shook her hand. And then I'm like, I'm going to give her a hug. I'm going to stay. <laughs> up. I was really thrown. I was really thrown. Anyway, so we are collaborating on making the most of our college reunion. So that will be okay. fine. All right. Well, Liz, if post-college reunion, you need another goal. I just want to mention that there is a Golden Girls cruise coming up. There's a Golden Girls <laughs> what is themed that? cruise. 
Did you enjoy the show, Golden Girls, Liz? That you probably missed. That. I did. I missed it. I think you were very busy establishing a high flying career. In I New didn't York watch at the TV. Time. Yeah, in those those but years. Mom and I used to watch Golden Girls together. You uh-huh. know about the four women in oh. Miami. That, sure. Uh, I just, mean, I know the concept. They were the original Satellite Sisters. So they're finally putting together a theme cruise that's going to leave from. Miami, uh-huh. and uh, it just sounds fun for Golden Girls fans. That show has had a real resurgence in popularity because it's syndicated and it's on like 900 times a week now. Oh, really? So okay. you can go dressed as your favorite character. They're going to have some St. Olaf karaoke nights. Uh-huh. They're going to eat cheesecake. All these inside Golden Girls jokes. Okay. Lists. So maybe, you know, 2020. So you have time to watch a lot and then go after your 40th reunion. Okay. I thought fun, it fun, sounded fun. fun. So if they have some chimichurri sauce, I'll go. And empanadas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering our show and editing it. He always does a fantastic job. It's a pleasure to have in the booth. Keeps us on the straight and narrow. We would also like to thank our sponsors for this week's Satellite Sisters, Joybird Furniture. Thank you, Joybird. Uh, how about Ritual? We'd like to thank Ritual. We'd like to thank Framebridge. And we would like to thank Kopari Toothpaste. Thank you so much. And mm-hmm. thanks to everybody who supports our sponsors. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank um, you. Let's see. Uh, okay, to-do list. Let's let's do this quickly. This turned out to be a long show, but it was yes. good information. Okay. I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the Argentina thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, to-do list, Jewel. What do you got? I'm redecorating my house this week because you and Liz are arriving in Dallas next week. You're only going to be here. It's a surgical strike. We are doing a private event, and then you're heading out of town. But I felt it necessary to totally redo my house so that you would be impressed with me. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's good. That's what sisters are for. Yes. Yeah. To really make right. you feel bad to about it. To shame your you homes. into cleaning your home. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. I'm hosting that shower. We're painting our house. Uh, so maybe getting a new roof. So for a wedding shower. That's it. That right. is so something mom would do. Yeah. Well, Liz, you need goals. Everybody needs right. goals. Everybody, that's my goal. By next Wednesday, it's going to have a new house. There we go. Uh, okay. Well, I'm excited because this week we're going back to Shady Acres, my middle-aged dance troupe, and we are performing at the senior center there at oh, Shady Acres. And okay. so you got to get your whole group to go on that cruise, Liam. I know. Just wear, it would be wear fun. your costumes. Just dance your way right on board. You bet. You bet. But that's it. I'm breaking out the cha-cha, performing it publicly first time. Mm-hmm. I do need a few more items for my Madonna costume, actually. Mm. And uh, so I have to really get my act together because that's Thursday. But I hope we get that good time slot after dinner and before bingo, like we got last year. So... Six fifteen. Prime time. Six fifteen. <laughs> That's what's happening. Liz, how about you? What do you have on your? Tour? Let's see. I have a little appearance of my own tomorrow. As you pointed, Lee, and you had read this in a newsletter. You get Julie. Did you know that I'm appearing at the podcast Upfronts tomorrow? So the there's no. <laughs> there's a big all day presentation here in L. A. Where a lot of the podcast networks are presenting their shows to a lot of advertisers. So I'm Rico and I are appearing at the podcast up front, and we're introducing the CEO of Wondery, who is our network, is Hernan Lopez. So we get to we get to introduce Hernan. So look. I hope you're going to be wearing a Satellite Sister t-shirt. I, I know. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> Did you hear that? Rico and I. Rico and I. <laughs> me, one, me, 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 me. One plus one. I, yeah. I always manage to <laughs> sneak it in. The miracle is that the podcasts are having an upfront, which yes. is usually a sign that we've arrived. I mean, as, as a... As a, as a media enterprise. It's so, the next big thing, podcast. It's happening right now. <laughs> that's what we hear. All right. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who listens to our podcast. We really appreciate you. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>